Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Kay Smith coming at you and I am happy to be back and record another episode for you all today and it's a dear one. It's near and dear to my heart and it is about Women's History Month. That's right. So this month, even though we are, what, four or five days away from the end of March, I still wanted to get on today and make an episode about Women's History Month and talk about five women in my life who I feel have been influential in just me being a woman and womanhood in general and just a lot of my success and then just how happy I am with their own successes. So I have five different women that I'm going to speak a little bit about today. And the first one is my grandmother, Juanita Watson rest in heaven and she actually passed away in 2011 so I'm going to be talking about her I'm going to be talking about my mother both of my sister-in-laws and oh who's the last one okay my mother my grandmother both of my sister-in-laws okay so I guess maybe it was only four because I actually cannot recall who the fifth one is at the moment but that's okay because if I remember I will make sure to go ahead and add that person in and speak about them okay so my grandmother was very very influential in my life so I grew up I was actually born in the Imperial Valley I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before Um, Big ups to El Centro, California, right there by the Mexican border. So that's where actually I was born at, right there at El Centro Regional Hospital. So a lot of my family actually still resides in El Centro. That's where I grew up. That's where my mom was born, my uncle, my aunt, uh, my grandparents, they migrated there. So a lot of my family, that's that's where they live now. That's where we grew up. So my grandmother, I used to spend a lot of time with her growing up. Um, I moved out to Blythe, California, uh, where my dad has his church in 1992. I was about six and a half or seven years old. So prior to that, I lived in El Centro where, as I was saying, I was born and I grew up. So my grandmother was actually a minister and my grandfather, who also passed away, rest in heaven, um, he passed away in 2017. So I have literally grown up in the church my whole life my whole life because my dad is also a pastor. So um, I spent a lot of summers with my grandparents after we actually moved to Blythe in 92, when my dad started pastoring the the church that he's still a pastor of today. um, I got to spend lots of time with my grandparents, lots of summers. We were, my siblings and I, we were always super eager to go to grandma's house because we knew we were going to have a good time. Um, We got to go to a lot of different church events. We got to go to vacation Bible school. Um, We also got to just spend a lot of time with my aunt who also lived with my grandparents at the time. So we were just going to have an all around fun summer. Like once we left Blythe and went to El Centro to grandma's house for the summer, like we literally didn't want to come back. And I don't ever recall us spending a whole summer there, usually a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, but like we never wanted to leave because we'd have so much fun just going to like TCBY treats and getting ice cream, like waiting for my aunt to get off work so we could all go and get ice cream and play hide and go seek with grandma. Grandma would literally like chase us around the house, you know, while we were playing hide and go seek. She would make some mom's soul food, some greens, um, some cornbread, some cabbage, all of my favorite, you know, soul foods and stuff like that. But I watched her just 
be such an amazing woman of God. And I, I think still to this day, um, she really helped my faith a lot. When I was little, um, I, have, I had some health issues growing up. Um, I was diagnosed with asthma and then I had all sorts of allergies. I was allergic to everything under the sun, probably starting from four years old all the way until about probably 11 or 12, right? So my grandmother taught me to pray. She taught me to pray at a very, very young age just because prayer is important. And then she also, I think, was able to see how sick I was. I was constantly in and out of the hospital, constantly having asthma attacks, constantly. I would break out in full body hives. I remember that. Hives all over my arms or my legs. I'd have like itching attacks because, you know, I consumed something that didn't agree with my body. I consumed, like I was allergic to dairy products. So I couldn't have cheese. I couldn't have milk. I was allergic to whey. I had to literally watch every single thing that I ate for at least eight years of my life along with my mom just teaching me, you know, what I was able to eat, to flip over, you know, and look at the labels on the back of boxes to make sure that I wasn't eating something that I, you know, that was going to make me have an asthma attack or make me break out in some type of allergenic hive. So grandma taught me to pray and I prayed all the time. That was instilled in me by her and, you know, along with the rest of my family, but specifically, I remember grandma just teaching me how to pray and always telling me that God was going to heal me. And even though I was a little girl, even though I was only four years old, I knew how powerful God was, even at that age, because it was instilled in me. And I remember just believing, even at that age, that God was going to heal me. And one day he did. You know, I think I was like, like I said, I was like 11 or 12 years old. And I remember around that time, my asthma attacks were almost non-existent. And I remember I was able to eat cheese. I was able to eat dairy, just all of those things. Just us sitting down, grandma and I, and having these discussions and having these talks about praying and how powerful prayer was. And I believed that with my whole heart. And I just got to see what a powerful praying woman she was. And I, and I know lots of us, or many of you may have, or had those grandmothers that would, you know, you would see them on their knees praying. That was my grandma. I know that my grandma would pray for me because she would tell me that she prayed for me. In her and my grandfather's room, she actually had a picture of me. And I still remember taking this picture at school. I want to say I was maybe 14 years old, freshman in high school. She would tell me every morning that she would see my picture up on the dresser. She'd see me smiling at her and uh, that she would pray for me. You know, so it was in her heart to pray for me because she loved me. And that was a praying, God-fearing woman right there. And, and she taught me the power of prayer. And even still to this day, I mean, I feel like I could definitely always be better in my prayer life. But she taught me how to pray. She taught me how to pray and, and, and believe that God was going to heal me and believe that things were going to get better. And I watched her pray for so many people um, just growing up in church and her being a minister. And I've watched her literally lay hands on so many people and, and seen so many people feel better and so many people just, you know, become healed because she was just a powerful woman of God. So I'm very thankful that I got so many years with my grandmother, uh, my childhood into actually my adulthood. So I'm super uh, thankful for her. And she's someone that I still think about pretty much every single day of my life. And I'm thankful to God to have been able to have those moments with her. And they're moments that I'll never forget. 
So, yes, thankful to grandma. Thank you, grandma. And next, I am going to talk about grandma's daughter, one of grandma's daughters, which is my mother. So, my mother. A lot of things I could say about my mother because I watched her also be a very strong, God-fearing woman as well. So, um, mom, I'm really close to my mom still to this day. So, we talk, you know, pretty much close to every single day, you know, maybe sometimes twice a day, just depending because we both work and everything and we're busy. But um, I watched my mom, like, especially raise, you know, with my dad, five kids. So my mom actually always wanted to have six kids. And so there's five of us. And um, she just always took really, really good care of us, told us she loved us. You know, I'm always amazed when I find out how many kids there are that I grew up with or maybe even how many kids now their parents don't tell them that they love them. They don't hug them. They don't tell them that they love them, you know, and I grew up with my mother telling me that she loved me, my mother hugging me, you know what I mean, and spending time with us and teaching us. Um, My mom taught me about how to build my credit. She helped me start my credit, my credit at like 16 years old. I had my first credit card. So she told me how important it was to have credit. You're going to need that one day. One day you're going to want to buy a car. One day you're going to want to buy a house. If you don't have good credit, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to accomplish getting and being able to purchase a lot of different items, right? So that's one of the first things as a young adult that I remember my mother teaching me and it has helped me in my life, big time. And I watched my mother go to school. So I remember a little bit when I was a little girl, growing up, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s. My mom, she went to junior college, if I remember correctly. I didn't verify this with her, guys, so I'm just going by possibly what I remember. But I think that she did go, I remember she went to junior college for sure. I know she did. And my mom is, she has two degrees in accounting. So she, you know, dealing with money and funds and budgeting and all that kind of stuff. Like that's her thing. Like she's super awesome, super amazing and all that kind of stuff. You know, does her own taxes, all that kind of stuff. She even worked at H&R Block many, many years ago and did other people's taxes, right? So I remember my mom going to school and I remember, I think maybe a few times my dad and I and my brother, Jason, he was a little, he was a baby. He had to have been a baby at the time and that's going to pick her up for school. So, or from school, like at nighttime or something. So um, my mom, she didn't get to finish her education because I think she, you know, family, she started having, she had me, she had my brother Uh, My sister was born in 89. I have a brother that was born in 98. And I have another brother that was born in 2003. So I think in the early 2000s, my mom actually, she went back to school. So she went back to college. She went back to junior college, finished junior college. She actually, or maybe it was, I know she went to college. I don't want to say it was junior college. I know my mom has a bachelor's in accounting. So she actually went to the University of Phoenix online and she got her bachelor's degree in accounting. I watched my mother literally, because like I said, my brother, my youngest brother was born in 2003. I remember watching her sitting at the computer, holding him in one arm and doing her homework like with the other hand and the other arm, you know, and like nursing my little brother. I watched her do that for 
however many years it took for her, a couple of years probably for her to finish her education, that's a strong woman right there. You're sitting there, you've been working all day, you come home, you have an infant, you know, you're feeding him and you're doing your homework all while still getting practically a 4.0. I think my mom had, you know, straight A's, like perfect GPA. She was so strong in just um, showing, I think myself and just my siblings how important education was. And I still, you, you all know that I've talked about that just in my own journey. Education is vital. Education is very, very important. And I'm a big supporter of just being successful and, you know, going to school and finishing, getting that degree. So I watched my mom do that. Uh, My mom worked at a bank for 20 years at at Union Bank. So I watched her do that, Uh, just plan vacations for us, you know, making sure that the funds were there somehow with five kids, a husband, and still being able to take us on vacations every year. Um, You know, we went to Disneyland, we went to SeaWorld, we went to Knott's Berry Farm, we used to go to family reunions. So, you know, and a lot of families don't get to do stuff like that or didn't get to do stuff like that. So it was truly a blessing just to be able to do something like that, to be able to share those moments, you know, with my mom, with my siblings and and with my dad and, and everything like that. And then also just her current work, just this is her, I think her 21st year actually working um no longer at the bank but um just for the state of california so i mean look at that she's been very successful and not that we're balling out of control we're not rich but we're blessed god is constantly you know providing for us and and blessing us to be able to do things that we need to do and get things done and and she my mother does it with uh, i think such kindness she's a kind person she's a gentle person and she's very uh, encouraging to myself. She's always been very encouraging to myself and my family. And um, she loves us. She loves her children. And she's going to stick by our side. And she's going to encourage us as much as she possibly can. And that's always been a big plus in my book. Because I know I could pick up my mom or pick up the phone, call my mom. And talk to her and be silly and be crazy and tell jokes. And then also just kind of tell her how I'm feeling. If I'm not having a good day, I could talk to my mom and I can kind of tell her how I'm feeling, you know, and she'll, you know, offer as much encouragement as she can and, and, you know, kind of lift me up a bit. So shout out to my mom. Thanks for that, mom. Thanks for always being a good example. I have, um, I have had, you know, people in my life, friends that have told me that they didn't look up to their moms, that they didn't even wish to be anything like their moms. And I thought, wow, that's so sad. You know, I don't, I, I look up to very few people I've learned that and just being a young woman and being an African-American woman and just with my own growth throughout life you cannot look up to any and everybody I always say if you're gonna have somebody in your life that you look up to you need to spend time with them don't call everybody your friend and spend more than a day spend more than a week spend more than months with this person before you can and really get to know somebody before you can really say that you look up to them right so I look up to my mom she knows this I think I've said this hopefully she knows this I've said it lots of times I've even said it you know in church how wonderful my mom is and how much I will always look up to her because she's strong and I saw that growing up and I still see just how strong she is and I appreciate that so thank you mom
Next, I am going to talk about my sister-in-law. So I have two sister-in-laws. I don't know if I've ever said this before. So I have one sister-in-law that actually, um, I have one sister-in-law in Arizona and I have one sister-in-law in California. So I'm going to talk about my sister-in-law in Arizona. And uh, she is married to one of my brothers. I have three brothers. She's married to my brother, Jason. And this woman, I think, has always been encouraging as well because she's strong, y'all. When I tell you that my sister-in-law in Arizona is strong, she's very strong. I remember years ago, she told me that she does not give up easily. And I still live by that because I even say that those words about myself, like I don't give up easily. Like she told me like when they're in something they're in it. You know, that's how she was taught. That's how she grew up. So she does not give up. And she has stuck um, with just with my brother through a lot of things over the years and and really just held him down and just shown so much love to him. And I'm always very, very and to our family, very, very appreciative to that because um, she didn't give up and she still doesn't give up. She's gone to school with him or gone to college and just been um, just very uh, supportive in that aspect, just getting her own degree and her own education, you know, before she met my brother and, and had my niece and nephew and everything like that. And, and she's funny and she's witty and she's, you know, she has a good job and she's just successful, you know, in her work. She's caring, she's loving very caring and very loving and she's going to do whatever she needs to do for her family and I appreciate uh her very very much just for always holding holding the family down holding us down holding down her own family you know what I mean being a good mother to my niece and nephew like I I see all of that being a good wife to my brother you know um, she, she's pretty amazing and I'm very, very thankful again to have her in my life and just to be able to see how strong, you know, minded she is and how, when she wants something, you know, she goes for it. She puts up the fight. She doesn't stop. She keeps going. And that's big because a lot of women, you know, sometimes, um, it's hard to build up that inner strength. That strength comes from within inside, but that strength absolutely comes from God. God gives us a strength that we cannot ever have on our own and will not ever master on our own. We have to have that fight within us through Christ because everybody doesn't have that. So big ups to my sister-in-law in Arizona. I love you. And next, my sister-in-law in California. So, um, this sister-in-law, I could tell you guys this whole long story, but maybe one day I'll have her on my podcast, her and my brother, and then they can kind of talk a little bit about their story. But anyways, my sister-in-law in California, she's been in our lives for a long time, many years. Um, her and my brother, Josh, they have, I always say like the perfect love story, right? Because they've known each other since they were like in sixth or seventh grade, they were best friends and then eventually they started dating I think when they were sometime in high school they started dating right fell in love um now today they're married they've been married for a few years now um they have they had my niece uh my niece Genesis she's two and my sister-in-law is pregnant with her second daughter that's going to be born here probably in the next four weeks or so she's due in May so um this sister-in-law very strong 
very wise, very caring, very loving, and she takes care of our family. Like I always say, you know, when I come down to visit, I mean, she she loves taking care of us. She loves taking care of our family. And so she's a nurse, so she just automatically just loves being helpful. Like I know I'm gonna eat good when I go to her house. I know that she's gonna have breakfast ready. I know that she makes my coffee. She knows how I like my coffee. You know, she's always giving me good ideas about different, you know, healthy foods and healthy treats and and all sorts of things, you know, and she's always just very encouraging. I know that I can pick up the phone or text her and talk to her about whatever I need to talk to. And um, she and I, we do well with, I think, uplifting each other. Like, it's just, we have, I think, just a, a tight bond, a special bond. You know, she's my sister-in-law, but I, I have a sister, but I always tell her that she's just, you know, like my, my second sister. Like, she's like my other uh, little sister, you know, just because we were, were pretty close. So, but I've watched her growth over the years. I still have pictures in my phone of when she was like... 14, 15 years old with braces and when my brother had braces and all sorts of stuff. So I've gotten to watch her over the years and just grow from this little girl to this successful young woman and and young mother. And, and, And I think that's always, it's beautiful when you get the chance to watch somebody grow like that and watch somebody become successful and I watch her with my niece and see what a good mom she is and how happy my brother is and and what a good wife she is to my brother and like I said how she takes care of of my family I've watched her so many times just make sure that we're all okay months ago um, when she had COVID and my niece and you know half of my family at the time had COVID even while she had COVID she was still trying to make sure that everybody else was okay having it herself and being pregnant. And she still had so much of her heart into making sure that everybody else was okay. She is the most unselfish person that I know of, probably one of the most unselfish people that I know of, because she cares genuinely and wholeheartedly about other people before she cares about herself most of the time. And everybody, again, does not have that. I feel like the world that we live in today, it's unfortunate that there are a lot of selfish people and a lot of people who just don't seem to care about anybody but themselves. They don't care about their families. They don't care about other people's feelings. They spew all sorts of hatred, you know, out of their mouth and they don't care about anybody else. And um, my sister-in-law, she is not that way at all. She cares about all of us um, and takes care of business and makes sure that her family is okay. And she does also what she needs to do to take care of her family. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. I'm always happy that um, her and my brother um, have known each other for so long and have just been able to just grow up together and be friends together and, you know, build a home, have a home together, you know. And um, it's, it's really awesome just to see a love like that. A love like that, I'm not going to say it's non-existent, but... Again, in the world we live in today, we're lacking that type of success as far as friendship and marriage goes. Because they were friends before they were, you know, anything else. It was that friendship first and then just kind of building up that bond, building up that friendship and being down for each other. 
you know, for so long before they actually became committed into a relationship. So big ups to my sister-in-law. I'm going to say her name, Patty Cakes, because that's what I call her. Nickname we all call her. So big ups to Patty Cakes. Love you, Patty Cakes. And I also, I have a special guest today. So I have my daughter here with me and uh, she's a little nervous, Mia Janelle, and she's 12 and a half years old. And this morning I was kind of just discussing uh, with her a little bit about my podcast today and what I wanted to talk about and how I wanted to reflect on Women's History Month. So she is a young lady. I'm teaching her as best as I can how to be a successful, not only African American woman, you know, young lady, but just how to be successful in her career right now, how to be successful in her schooling and education and how important education is. So I want to just ask her a few questions about um, who's important in her life. Who does she feel that, you know, is, you know, with Women's History Month, who does she feel that is someone that she has looked up to? So MJ, who do you feel that um, has been a successful woman, someone that you look up to. And I told her, she doesn't have to say me. I'm not forcing her to say me, okay? She can mention whoever she wants. So who is someone that you look up to as a woman and why? Um, I look up to Rosa Parks because she did a really good thing when she sat in the front of the bus instead of sitting in the back and I think that she stood up for all women and all black people around the world because of what she did right so she was another um woman in history that was not selfish she stood up for what she believed in regardless of the backlash that she was going to get because like you said she actually did be become or she was arrested just for choosing not to get up so she truly is someone in history that um i think it is an amazing woman and someone that we like you said we should all look up to so do you have anyone else that's been in your life so far that you look up to or can you think of anyone else another woman that you look up to that you think has you know made a, any type of difference in your life so far And why do you think that I have made a difference in your life so far? Besides the fact that I gave birth to you and that I was in labor with you for a whole 14 hours. But um, like what what makes me uh, someone that you look up to? Because like I was saying, everyone doesn't look up to their mother. I've had friends in the past who've told me they didn't look up to their mothers, that they didn't feel like their mothers were positive people in their lives. So everyone is not blessed to be able to say that they look up to their mother. So why do you think that you look up to me? What's just maybe like two reasons why you feel that you look up to me? Because you're always so positive about everything and that you never give up on anything. True. I try. I always try to encourage her as much as I can. And we don't always agree. We bump heads. Um, She's almost a teenager. So I let her uh, in a lot of ways have freedom towards a lot of different things, a lot of different subjects. I try not to force um, a lot of things on her. I want her to be successful. I want her to have her own opinions on things, you know, but I also try to teach her how to use her words and how to be open-minded about things and don't always be negative. If someone disagrees with you or if someone hurts your feelings, 
you can go to that person and, and you can tell them like, hey, in a nice way and be assertive and, and go to that person and say, you know what, when you did this, when you said this to me yesterday, that hurt my feelings. It's okay to do that. We don't always have to be quiet. And I have to also tell myself that because a lot of times I need to speak up myself and I don't. So I'm trying to teach her at this young age to make sure that she does speak up. And yes, try to be as positive as you can. We're not going to be perfect. We all have bad days. We all have times where we feel negative. So that fifth person that I was mentioning earlier that I would probably remember eventually, I did remember, totally didn't mean to leave this very important person out. And the last person, the last woman that I want to speak about today that has been influential in my life is my C-star, my C-star, my sister. I always say C-star, but it's Kimberly Nicole. She's my baby sister. I am five years older than my sister. So um, literally we grew up together and she is a woman that I want to say has been influential in my life just because we've had things happen like in our family recently. And I've kind of spoken a little bit about this Um, in a prior episode just with COVID, you know, half of my family got COVID back in November and I'm not going to tell the full story of my sister's pregnancy, um, because it's a sensitive topic and I did not get her, um, I didn't ask her for her permission if it was okay for me to go into detail about it. So out of respect for her and my family at this moment, I'm not going to go into detail by detail about her pregnancy, but I will say that she did um, deliver, you know, preterm and a lot of people, she has been um, a little bit vocal about that. I think once like on Facebook and Instagram. So a lot of people are aware of the fact that she delivered my second nephew preterm and um he is doing so well he's thriving he's intelligent he's in the like 90 percentile of you know just doing so well for a baby that was delivered you know very early on in a pregnancy but during this time um, i was not able to my family and i unfortunately because at that same time half of my family did have COVID at the time we were not able to be with her and go to Florida um, where she delivered my nephew. So she and my brother-in-law basically had to go through that with, thank you, with the help of God. Thank God for, you know, for just being in our lives and being the head of our lives and helping my sister and my brother-in-law. And then also a lot of my, um, a few of my my brother-in-law's family also were able to help and I'm super thankful for them as well especially because you know the rest of my family and I we couldn't be there but during that process my sister um, was very strong and I know that it was difficult for her to be there without you know myself and without my mom and I know that that was very very difficult for her to go through but she did really well she was praying a lot and just right there for hours when I tell you my sister was in the hospital with my nephew for hours every single day like praying for him and spending time with him and just trying to make sure that he was okay she would sometimes spend six hours or more with him you know just to make sure that he was doing well 
and I'm very thankful that she has been so strong through this whole process. And my nephew is a happy, healthy baby. So I've watched her just, you know, God gives us an inner strength. And I think I've talked about this before. God gives us an inner strength that we can get from no one but him. We have an inner strength inside of us that comes from God. And he takes us along these roads and basically he's right there with us and he stands there with us and he walks with us and he he holds our hand through so many of these situations and so many of these things that we go through and we're never alone and God was with my sister and my brother-in-law and um, that's why he is healthy and that's why he's okay and he's safe to this day but it takes a strong mama it takes a very strong mother everyone can't be a mother Um, Everyone is not, you know, sometimes not meant to be a mother. There's a lot of different circumstances that come along with motherhood. And my sister is truly one of the most strongest women that I know because she's not selfish and she still thinks about everyone else. She still, even during the time where she's delivering a baby earlier, way earlier than what she wanted and what she expected, she still was concerned to know, you know, kind of how everybody else was doing too how my family was doing, you know, when my parents had COVID. And so uh, she's such a strong, strong woman to just, you know, take on so much and still think of others during the process. And she's a big, uh, big party planner. So she's always, you know, planning someone's birthday party or someone's surprise birthday party or helping, you know, uh, with a graduation party or, you know, things like that. So she's super fun, super outgoing, super funny. We all have a certain, um, we're very comedic in my family. My dad, super funny. My sister, super funny. My brother, Jason, super funny. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I could be pretty hilarious myself. So, um, my sister, super fun to be around and, and she's just a very encouraging person in general. She keeps it 100 If you're going to have a conversation with her, she is going to give it to you like it is, period. Still being loving and kind, but she's going to give it to you. And she's going to voice how she feels and voice her concerns. And she's going to let you know. And I love that about her because she doesn't hold back. But it doesn't come off as rude. You know, she's still like assertive and considers other people's feelings and all of that. So, you know, even though I am her big sister and I think there were times when she really look up, looked up to me, I truly look up to her. So shouts out to my very, very strong, beautiful, intelligent of a black woman to my sister. I love you and I'm, I'm thankful that you're so strong and that we come from this very long, you know, lineage of strong women. And I'm, I'm just thankful for you, boo. So keep up the good work. I'm always trying to kind of offer my words of encouragement. You're doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. And I hope that all of you enjoyed this episode today. I know it's a little bit longer than um, a lot of my podcast episodes, but I wanted to just let my listeners know how important these women are to me and what they mean to me. And um, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I mean, this could be an hours long podcast if I really wanted to share more stories about everyone, but I won't do that. I don't want to bore you. Um, So thank you for listening today. I hope that you all have been blessed by this episode and 
I will see you next time.